Oh god. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And we're kicking off 2019 with Marvel's The Punisher this month. Happy New Year, everybody. It's going to get canceled right away, don't you worry. <laughs> uh, Star Wars The Mandalorian puts a bounty on IG-88. You familiar with this character? Your Star Wars uh, guy? The funny thing is, is when I was looking through the show notes, I saw that like, oh, a bounty hunter is going to make a special appearance in this show. <laughs> and then I was like, I think I know which one it is. Just because, like, visually, you only remember a couple of bounty hunters in your head uh-huh. because you only remember the weirdest looking ones. And we'll get to it, but it's a weird looking one. All right, so you remembered it. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going with it. Batwoman is getting a pilot episode on the CW. All right. All right, and you've already seen her once before, right? Yes, in the crossover. And more. Uh, and more. Welcome back, everybody. It is a new year, a new superhero slate. I am back. Hashtag new year, new me. Yeah. I know everybody's uh, saying that, touting that out there. It's been uh, three weeks since you've been on here. And I was, in my mentally, it was only two weeks, but we've been off for two weeks. And the last one was Super Fan Jim. Yeah, it's been a bit. Yeah, shout out to the Jim for filling in. Uh, I You just filled me in that he was recording from like his in laws' place and uh-huh. uh, he had like spotty internet. So, man, what a champ for uh, even getting it out. So, good for him. Yeah. Uh, he's like in the, he's like smack dab in the middle of the country, I believe. I don't know if his in laws are also there but i know internet out there is a spotty you know they don't want to run those yeah. cables all over it, the country unfortunately it's not internet out california way like you guys like. <laughs> out the, california way well where that router for the internet is you gotta turn it on and off in california we're starting to get world. we're starting to get wireless uh 5g internet out here yeah um uh my specific zip code is not blanketed by verizon quite yet but now people have the option of if they don't like their terrestrial like line-based like cable from like Spectrum or whatever. And they're like, Spectrum, you suck. And they're just like, well, we don't care. You can't go anywhere. You are locked to us. Be like, oh, well, guess what? Verizon can beam me internet now. Mm-hmm. That's actually going to be really fast. I don't know what the ping is. You know, I know this whole thing of wireless internet is usually done by directional like kind of like satellite dishes on top of roofs. So I don't know exactly how good it's going to be. And I'm sure it's going to have like data limits and like, you know, Verizon's I'm sure snooping on all of your data because I think they tried to do that with cell phones for the longest time so everyone's watching <laughs> there's a big brother element to it too so uh that's good to know that uh maybe 5g will start to uh kick off across the country at least gives us option drive down prices but chris i have an important thing to talk about Uh-oh. here there has been uh some uh there's been a lot of uh things hitting netflix that i wanted to talk about before we kind of get into the show here you'll uh, have to tell uh, me because i don't have netflix so this is that's all right news to me so there's been kind of uh, three uh, big hitters on Netflix this holiday season. So uh, first one up is Bird Box, which okay. I haven't had a chance to see, but uh, people are comparing it uh, to uh, A Quiet Place, the John Krasinski film that came out really early this year. It's actually been a while since I've seen it, uh, since I saw it in theaters, and I thought maybe it came out last year. But Quiet Place is all about not being able to uh, make sound, and I guess Bird Box is all about not being able to see. So some some people have been comparing the films, but apparently that got a 
ton of viewership the the week that it launched. I think it said like 40, maybe was it, was it, I don't, it was either 145 million views or 45 million views. I could be off by a factor of 10 there um, or 100 or whatever the factor is. There was, there was uh, some millions of views. Yeah, so I guess uh, good for Bird Box. I still need to give that the shot. I did watch Bandersnatch which is okay. that special one-off Black Mirror episode. I know all Black Mirror episodes are kind of one-offs, but that was the choose-your-own-adventure one. So that's actually pretty fun. I'd recommend that. Um, and it's uh, it's all about like this guy creating like a vintage choose-your-own-adventure video game. So that hits right to kind of like the nerd heart inside of me. You know, it's a, peer, it's a period kind of drama back in, I think it was the 70s, I guess 80s when those retro um, like Atari kind of games were coming yeah. out. So that's really cool. I check out Bandersnatch, but more importantly, Chris, the creme de la creme of new Netflix originals is Marie Kondo's Tidying Up, the reality show where a tiny Japanese woman comes into your house and helps you tidy your home. So, oh, so when you <laughs> typed in the notes "tidying up Netflix," I thought you were getting rid of your queue or your watch list, and you're like, "I watched a bunch, no. or we got some we didn't decide to watch." No, Tidying Up is a show on Netflix. Yes. This okay. is the most this is the most unnerdy thing, so I'm glad we're really kicking off the year with this on the podcast, but I just have to give a shout out to this crazy weird show where you've may have heard of this woman before because she had like a kind of like a grand slam like best selling self help book that came out a few years ago where she taught people kind of how to tidy up their homes and like how to fold stuff in a specific way and more importantly how to get rid of stuff like how to go through your closets and get rid of things you know that you like but you don't necessarily use so she has a new Netflix original series that's eight episodes right now I'm sure they got eight more in the canon ready to blow in a couple months um kind of how they do with their other kind of reality shows. Okay. But she just walks into these California homes because I, I think this first season was all kind of shot out here. And she's just like this bashful Japanese woman that's just really short, really tiny, uh, has an interpreter because she doesn't speak the best English. And she's just like going around people's homes, like just like clapping, being really cheery. She's like, oh, I love dirty homes because I love cleaning them up. And she has people take all of their clothing out of their closets and their drawers, every single piece of clothing that they own, and they pile it up onto their beds, like all in one big mountain and so people can visually see how much clothing that they own and then they go through it all and they get rid of it it sounds very simple and basic basic but that's how all good reality shows are but i bring it up because uh me and my wife were literally just doing that before we started recording the podcast (laughs) um she had a she put a pile of clothes on the bed going through it the the key here that everyone will learn once you watch this show is it's all about the key of sparking joy so you hold each item in your hand and if it sparks joy for you you keep it and if it doesn't you get rid of it but chris before you get rid of it i know what you're thinking i'm just gonna i'm just gonna toss it aside i'm just gonna throw it away like the garbage that it is chris that's wrong you have to thank it you have to thank the item the sweater that you're getting rid of for being there for you but even though you don't want to wear it anymore, you think it, you give it a hug. Sometimes give it a little kiss, say goodbye to it, and then it's out of your life forever. So, Chris, this is a crazy show. It's so weird. you, you got to watch it. Are you trying to tell me to get rid of my pop vinyls? I mean, no. I don't know. I'm sure they all spark joy. Oh, they do. I'm going to kiss them all. Good night. Put them back <laughs> right back on the shelf. But I just had to give that weird show a shout out. Oh, I, did some cool. fan, I did some fan art on my Instagram because it's just it's so weird. Every once in a while, you need a reality show between the hard-hitting, like, superhero dramas that you watch or the Game of Thrones or, you know, the Westworlds. 
sometimes it's just too heavy and you're just like I just need a little Japanese woman to cheer me up so tidying up on Netflix uh, that's my recommendation but uh, Chris we're coming back from the holidays Mm -hmm. some people over the holidays actually get to go on what the Brits call a holiday as we call over here a vacation I just went back to Indiana and dealt with uh, dealt with the family you actually went on a vacation Chris where did you go um, I went to Diddy World. Woo! We, That's we right. We spent, You're like a veteran now. This is your second time, right? Second time uh, in, in recent memory. I did go as a younger child. Um, so, so I was waiting to ask you on the podcast. Now this is like your second time, like coming hot off the heels of your honeymoon again. Mm-hmm. Um, what Did you have like a better idea of what you needed to do, where you needed to go, what you wanted to hit, what you didn't want to waste time on now? Um. Yes and no. Uh, I tell you, we went in July last time, and this time we we went uh, spreading across December 27th, 8th, 9th, and 30th. Mm-hmm. It was busier this time than it was in mid-July oh, last wow. time, which is surprising. Now, at Disney, they keep all of their Christmas stuff up until January 2nd. So mm-hmm. everything down there, despite Christmas being done several days before... It is still Christmas themed throughout the whole park. Music playing, everything there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, it's different because this time they added Pandora from Avatar. Um, Star Wars World is still being built, so a lot of uh, Hollywood Studios is under construction, and um, all the I guess nighttime activities feel better in the Christmas time because they they do like I talked about last time. Disney is big on projecting images on things that already exist and using those as a canvas mm-hmm. um so as you can tell in my one of my photos they actually turned the hollywood hotel from the tower of terror into a gingerbread house yeah uh, i thought that was really cool sponsored by the muppets there was like four different videos one was a frozen video where they turned the that into like a frozen castle mm-hmm. uh, and a couple other things um yeah, I've seen something similar where Universal Studios Hollywood out here on the West Coast, they do that kind of really sharp projection onto the Hogwarts castle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that stuff can be, like, really cool. And I've seen some videos online of where they do it to, like, um, NBA, uh, the wood, you know, the wooden floor that the players play on, the court, if you will. Yeah. Oh, my God, it shows how detached I am from basketball. The basketball court, they project onto that. So, yeah, that those projection yeah. things can be really sweet. It was huge. Uh, and I tell you, there's more people there... The wait times, I think I told you, was 300 minutes for one of the Avatar rides at once. I'm not, I'm not even going to bust out the calculator to figure that one it's out. It's five hours. And I will tell you, I, I did learn something this time. Every wait time I was told when I got in line is double what the actual wait time is. Uh, they just want to they, oh, they keep out the people that are pretenders that don't really want to. Or commit. they want to keep their, like, oh, we didn't have the time. We're that amazing kind of thing. Mm, oh, I see. Um and uh, overall, it was a different experience because we didn't rush to try everything. We didn't have to rush to meet everybody. Um, we we, we kind of took a more relaxed approach. Alcohol is included in our food plan. Um, oh, nice. Now down there. So every time we had a meal, we got you know, to, to have a little special alcoholic beverage uh, of our choice. Um, well, that's that's celebrate. That's vacation right there. Yeah, it was it was great. I, I put I counted 56 miles uh, in four days across my feet. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> uh, so um, walked quite a bit. I now have Dr. Scholl's in my shoes because I have low arches and that killed me uh, the whole you time. Know, you know a tidbit that I heard recently? Um, so uh, I guess at one point in time when uh, J.K. Rowling was um, shopping around the Harry Potter theme parks, uh, it was basically down to Disney 
and uh, Universal who was going to get it. And uh, what was the determining factor of it not going to Disney was uh, JK wanted uh, the Hogwarts Express, the train, to bring people into the park. And Disney was just like, no, we ain't going to do that. I would assume maybe because they have their own trains, they have their own themed, maybe they don't want an IP as strong as Harry Potter, like literally going through the park to get to Harry Potter World. I don't know what it was, but that was like the linchpin that had it going to Universal Studios. I can see the traffic at Disney being... A total hindrance to a, an express going into a park mm-hmm. because the number the sheer amount of people we left on the 31st to come home so we didn't go into any parks but on the 31st magic kingdom had to shut down before 10 a.m from letting people in oh um, my god so can you imagine being in line to get on a train to go into the theme park would i think disney just would would be miserable <laughs> like that um, but overall, I think uh, people are going to ask me what my favorite thing was. The Avatar Flight of Passage was my favorite thing there. Um, by far, you sit in a little bike-like seat, and mm-hmm. it props you forward. Uh, the back pops up, locks you in place, and it's like, imagine if you were sitting in a seat in a VR simulator, Mike, and you're going down and forward and left and right on the back of this big thing, but you're not really going anywhere because you're just lot- latched to a bike. Oh, that's thing. cool. Uh, it is. However, four seconds before this ride started, some lady two bays over screamed, Get me off of this thing! Oh my god! And oh. Freaked, freaked out, so we had to wait until they got oh, her out of no. the seat. After oh, she waited, that was a ride that had the 300 minute wait. So, oh, no. so either she wasted her fast pass or spent five hours of her life to get into this seat and freaked <laughs> out in the last four seconds. Oh man. It really Come on, lady. It's, it's Disney. Like, it's like not a thrill park. You're going to be fine. You're going to yeah. be safe. And, and that wasn't fine. Toy Story World is interesting. Uh, it's a whole little section dedicated to the world of Toy Story. Mm-hmm. There's only three rides. Uh, I rode all three of them. The Slinky Dog Roller Coaster. Doesn't go very high, doesn't go very fast, but man, I'm not a roller coaster person. I will tell you that right now. Anyone who knows oh, me knows that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that you were uh, a little worried about the Tower of Terror. Oh, you yeah. Said you'd I never it ride it again, no. but I'm very confident I can get you to ride it again because we have one out here, but it's Guardians of the Galaxy oh, themed. And it's like, it's not, there's no scary elements of like spooky scary. Uh, it's just extremely thrilling, and they play awesome, fun music, and it's a big party. Do, do the and lights Chris, go off before it drops? Uh, I think so. See, that's the dark, um, I don't like the dark drop. If it wasn't uh, a dark yeah. drop, I'd probably be S- way better. Some, of, I think some of the drops are dark and some of them are. But anyway, it's super fun. I think you'd like it. Um, and I, I'll force you to go if you, if you ever come with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Chris, but. and you get exclusive footage that will never be premiered on screens or in theaters that you get to see the, the Guardians. I'm going to just watch someone's phone like that. <laughs> I don't know about this. But. Oh, no, you're not holding a phone on that, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and then um, what's the other? Uh, so Animal Kingdom had Pandora, which is great. Uh, Star Wars World is going to be amazing when that lands, Mike. And we're going to talk about that later. Um, I think Ooh. one of their rides gives away something about their TV show coming up here. And oh, okay. I don't know if anybody else caught it, but it was interesting. Uh, Magic Kingdom was um, awesome as usual. I got to see the Muppets do Paul Revere uh, out of a oh. window. That was interesting. And, and if you're if you're new to this show, Chris is infatuated with the Muppets. I do love the Muppets. Uh, what's the other park? Uh, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, and... Oh, Epcot. Epcot was the first day. Oh, uh, you know the big golf ball? Mm-hmm. We got stuck at the top of it and had to be evacuated and walk down the entire golf ball. Oh, no. On the inside. Um, so that was, uh, that was my What's on the, that. what's on the inside of the golf ball? I gotta know. It's like a history through time. Like, you're going like, oh, here's where people learned how to write languages and, and keep the books and... 
here's like you know, movie theaters and, and is it and a, is it a is it a moving ride? Yeah, it's a, it's like a little slow tram that just spirals oh, okay. upwards and it's, you turn around and go backwards back down. Oh, and, weird. And um, yeah, it's like a history of of communication in the, in the world and. It was, uh, it got, screw it. We got down. Get so, rid of it, Epcot. No one wants it. Turn it into the Death Star. They, they are, they are actually updating it, uh, next year. Later this year, they're going to shut it down for two years to update it to something else. But, um, <laughs> I like how it's like, it's literally like a Washington monument. Like, we got to shut this thing down to redo it. You're not going to be able to enjoy it for two years. I like don't know if, I don't know if anyone really enjoys it. I think it's just saying, <laughs> hey, I went in the Epcot golf ball. Uh, but what I, I think is the most interesting part between Tomorrowland in Magic Kingdom and the um, the World of Tomorrow or whatever it's called in Epcot, mm-hmm. all of the future ideas are still stuck in the 70s. So when you get in there, <laughs> everything doesn't feel futuristic anymore. It's That's very, such a... It's very dated. Like, oh, this was like in a movie in the 70s, what they thought the future would be. That's such a cool aesthetic. I would love to see... Um... I would love to see like a, a movie or a TV show to really lean into that, where mm. you kind of are in that future envisioned by the fifties. That would be really fun. I think that was called Tomorrowland, and that didn't go over very well. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about that movie. <laughs> um, Anybody else <laughs> can do it. But I also think it's weird. Are those are the two parks that did not have automatic hand dryers in their bathrooms? Oh, and I what was a like, disgrace! I'm like, this is supposed to be the future, and you just got paper towels here. I'm disappointed. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, if anyone else has any questions about this, I don't want to spend forever going over my Disney trip because it's not very Marvel oriented, and that was very disappointing. So, mm, um, yeah, you however, wait till, till the, they build that out, they are. However, I did notice there is a rise in um, <coughs> Guardians, uh, Black Panther, and Captain Marvel in the park because Ooh. those are not in the Universal contract for any of their rides because they're newer well, characters. If we so. know one thing Marvel's good at is uh, getting the best out of what they're legally allowed to use. That's right. Hence the MCU. <laughs> exactly. So uh, Disney was fun. We drove down, drove back. Uh, no no issues. Um, everyone's friendly in Disney. There was No one was mean. Um, and uh, kids are annoying. But that's really about all I got. So, uh, But we're not here to talk about Disney. We're here to talk, oh. talk about Disney's properties. <laughs> um, so let's talk about this news, Mike. You ready to get into this? Are we ready to get back into the old, <laughs> old, old style. So Let, let's do it. Let's oh, get into the news. I actually, for Christmas, my wife got me a Thanos bathrobe, and I've been going around snapping at her. Oh yeah, it. it's got the glove attached to it, right? Yeah, it, the the glove is a sleeve on it. Yeah, so it's I've been going around. So that's been really really fun. <laughs> um, anyway, 2018 was a great year, Mike, for films overall, and for us, it was a great year. The box office total domestic was $11.9 billion in in movies alone. Wow. Uh, domestically. $41.7 billion international. Um, and 7.3 of that 41 was from Disney alone. Ooh, that's a nice slice. Yeah, so uh, that's not their biggest year, surprisingly. Um, I think that was two years ago, but that's a, that's a good number. And it looks like this year they may be topping that. And, and we might talk about some of those later. Yeah, um, I think the things I love the most about movies, even though people can say like, oh my god, Disney's on top, they're worried about this conglomerate that's just taking over entertainment, they're gobbling up all of these other companies, but all of that 
kind of industry is predicated on making something that's creatively good. So like, you, yeah, you, if you're worried out there, don't be too worried because all it just takes is just any other studio to just make a good movie. Then all of a sudden the narrative just changes on a dime in a second. Mm-hmm. Like Paramount is still out there. They're a movie studio that hasn't been bought by anybody yet. Um, they could just make a, they could invent a brand new property out of nowhere because that's what writers do. They could just invent like the next big thing, put it on the screen. Then all of a sudden that's what everybody else is chasing. So that's the thing that I think is fun about Hollywood. You you can never predict it. What is the um, uh, that company that does the horror films we talk about all the time? Uh, the um, Blumhouse. Yeah, I mean, they're doing great work on mm-hmm. little budgets. And, you know, making movies is always a multi-million, billion-dollar thing. Like, they can make, mm-hmm. a, make a cheap one. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I think it's a good year. We're going to talk about some of our movies later on as well, but I think... Uh, Disney's got a good slice of that. Um, but that's not our first property we get this year. Our first superhero property is actually The Punisher coming up here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, season 2 is debuting on Netflix January 18th. Is that sooner or later than you thought it'd be? I mean, it's sooner than I thought, but it's weird. How do you get excited for this? Mm-hmm. Because we just we just know it's going to get canceled. You know, there's the writing's on the wall. We haven't gotten the official decree, but we... I mean, if they're going to chop the head off of Daredevil, one of their best shows, uh, and then they're going to... We know they're coming from The Punisher. And I really like Punisher Season 1. I saw they had like a teaser trailer for this. And it looks really – the teaser trailer looked really bad, but I'm not going to judge season two just off that weird little teaser that Netflix made. Uh, it looks like Jigsaw is not going to look quite like the Jigsaw we've seen in the comics. So I don't know. Maybe if he'll get progressively more ugly through season two, but he just kind of looks like a handsome guy that's got a couple cuts on his face right now. Yeah. Uh, he's also got like the white mask. It's like looks like made out of marble, like a marble countertop as well. Yeah, that's kind of strange. So I, I don't, don't know if there's a Jigsaw version that does that in the comics. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, they also say they're not going to refer to him as Jigsaw, so I don't know what's going on here. But the first season a year ago was pretty pretty good watch. I feel mm-hmm. uh, I had a good time, so I don't see a reason not to trust this one yet. I could also be they just kind of gave up on their marketing because I know they're going to cancel. Like we yeah. don't need to spend a whole lot of money, so just. Uh, get uh, the interns to throw something together real yeah. quick for us. Yeah. It's just hard for me to try to invest my time in something that theoretically could be around 13 hours when I know like it's just not – I'm not going to get any more of it. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I would hope that this show in production got uh, got some word that it was going to be the last season and hopefully it wraps up really nicely uh, because I think um, the, uh, the lawyer – the, the lawyer friend from Daredevil, what's her name? It's like right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, uh, Karen, 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 Karen Page. Yeah. I believe she's supposed to be in the second season, so I don't know if her character is going to wrap up an arc or anything like that. And then we just got awkwardly uh, Jessica Jones hanging out there. I guess the nice thing about Jessica Jones is it's been pretty good about not um, – kind of diving into the other shows which is something that i really wanted but it works out in its favor really well when it's about to be done and canceled because it doesn't have to worry about loose ends out there in the world but i don't know like it's it's hard for me to be like oh it's it's friday night i'm gonna watch this i but i know it's canceled anyway yeah the uh the immediate binging of the marvel shows is kind of uh lost its luster a little bit even before they were getting canceled we weren't really chomping at the bit to get them any longer so it's a it's a I, it's a sad farewell because you know I really liked um, really liked him as Punisher. I can't think of the actor's name off the top. Of my John Bernthal. Head, but I thought 
Bernthal, yeah. I yeah. thought he made a great Punisher. So hopefully all these successful a- actors um, can move on to other good stuff. And we'll always have the first season. It's not that's going true. anywhere. We can always go back and rewatch that. But So that's coming w- out the 18th um, for that. Captain Marvel. We are less than two months away from Captain Marvel, Mike. Can man, you believe sneak- that? It is sneaking up, man. Yeah, so um, that's coming out. The runtime has been revealed through AMC's app. At two hours and ten minutes, sounds like a solid runtime. Uh, I've I'm getting kind of some um, uh, weird vibes when it comes to Captain Marvel, just because I don't get too excited about these origin movies anymore. Uh, just because I, I kind of already know the story that they're going to tell. You know, Carol is going to go on some sort of journey that uh, takes her to being the hero that we are all going to need her to be for Infinity War Part 2. I guess I can start calling it Endgame now, but I've been calling it Part 2 for like a whole year. Uh, so, you know, Doctor Strange, for example, was a good movie, but I just kind of knew exactly where it was going to end up. You know, it kind of had a fun twist towards the end, how it defeated the villain. So I, I'm not really just uh, just jumping out of my seat you know, waiting for Captain Marvel. So, I think it'll be cool. I'll go watch it, but it's end game for me all the way. I I will tell you, I have read some uh, leaks and 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 possible spoilers for this that will tell me that this movie is not what we think it is, and we are going to be blown away. So, all right. I, if, if you say so, it's it's put me in a different light because I was in the same. I'm like, yeah, we kind of know what's going to happen, but uh, I think we we again with all Marvel trailers, you can't trust them. Uh, so I think we're going to be getting a nice golden surprise. Now, the the thing, golden surprise, maybe yeah. we lean away from that terminology. <laughs> nope, nope, but, that's uh, what I'm using now. But I think the craziest thing that could happen in this movie, since it is a space movie, if they gave us any sort of official hint, look, view, even just a little corner of like Galactus's suit or something like that, I think I would lose it. Like, I think maybe that's kind of a reveal that could be saved for, like, an Avengers movie. But like, uh, no. I think everybody's kind of curious if Galactus is ever going to appear, if he's going to show up, what kind of form will he take. But if they hinted at a Galactus in the Captain Marvel movie, I'd, I'd be swooning. They, depending on it, when this deal with Fox is officially done, we don't know exactly yet, they could. Because the scrolls are, I think the scroll original scroll homeworld world was eaten by Galactus. Mm-hmm. So maybe that could be something that's alluded to in the back. There's something larger. They don't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. But it could be like, oh, there's somebody out there eating planets or our planet was, I don't know, whatever Galactus is. They could. And then eventually knowing that it's going to come back in to play, bring that in later. It's kind of like that uh, Iron Man 2 thing where like, oh, yeah, that little kid was Peter Parker at the Stark Expo. Like, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily explicitly stated at the, at out the gate. That's what it is. But. They you know what? Go back and do that. Speaking of Iron Man two, oh, no. uh, I, I went home over the holidays. I got to experience like normal, basic cable television with commercials, which is something I don't usually do. Uh, but the nice thing about it is you stumble across things you haven't watched in a while. And Iron Man two was on, and we were watching it, and I was having a good time. Like I know a lot of people trash Iron Man two, but I think it is much better than Iron Man three. I had a great time watching it. It was fun. Um, I love seeing a uh, Justin Hammer. I want that guy to come back some way. Bring back Justin Hammer. Well, he's in uh, the All Hail the King um, short that was attached with Iron Man three or the Dark mm-hmm. World. So he's in there. I mean, he's out there doing it. Um, but I, I totally, I, I'm. We're gonna have to agree to disagree because I, I literally hate <laughs> the Iron Man two 
uh, way more than Iron Man three. But but we're still best friends. Yes, true. We can we can do this together. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think out like, what I have a I have a, a list of movies. I've been watching the Marvel movies once a week. You know, um, I haven't been live tweeting them because I've kind of been catching them where I have been. And what is this week's Mike? I don't remember. I think I want to say we're on Thor now, or maybe Captain America. Trying to trying to do one a week, getting up to um, Endgame, Endgame. Is, is quite the uh, quite the task because it's not that easy. And we didn't have the title <laughs> when I started making this list. Oh, actually, we're Avengers uh, this weekend. We already did Captain America, so solid film. A lot of these are on FX or the Paramount Network or something like that. So yeah, you're right. You can go and watch them like turn any channel and turn them on. So um, that's really cool. But I'm saving my Iron Man three for February. It's out. It's they're all out of my out of order here. Uh, anyway, um, also Captain Marvel, we got some character posters. I think what's just cool is the Talos poster. This is the character Talos, like the lead uh, bad scroll in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, played by Ben Mendelsohn. And this is, I think, our first good look at a scroll that's like not just a quick snippet of a scroll or something mm-hmm. like that. So I, I think it's really cool to see the MCU interpretation of these aliens and... Um, and, and, and what they look like here. Uh, I, think I guess uh, Marvel is just predicting that once humans make it out into space, every alien has a lined chin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all got that's – the, that's the future of life and existence. It's grooves in our chins. Well, we've talked about this before. Um, the, it, the, um, the movie that's coming out, The Eternals, The Eternals look like normal beings, but all the deviants, which are the other fine, all have that ridged chin because they're deviant genes. Um, to make them look ugly as sin, so that's why <laughs> that's Thanos like, has the that's like, chin. That's like the, go, the the galaxy stereotype. Like, I'll oh, stay away from that guy. He's got a grooved chin. Like, hey man, be a little bit more sensitive. Yeah, pretty... Not all grooved chin people are dirt bags. Yeah, except they kind of are so far. <laughs> We've got scrolls and Thanos to really go off of. But um, but yeah, I think the, I think the green and purple blend of their skins cool. I mean, it looks alien, looks scrolly, so. I, I want to see the shape-shifting animation effect. I think we're going to get that, that trailer uh, or a teaser soon. I think that there's a teaser tomorrow during Monday Night Football for this movie. Mm. So maybe we'll see if we have any new footage next week. And that's coming out March 8th, 2019. Keep your eyes open. We'll let you know when tickets go on sale. They've not gone on sale yet. Spider-Man Far From Home is another movie coming out this year. Hard to believe that. We already got another Spider-Man movie. I feel like mm-hmm. we just came out of Homecoming. I, I feel like we just... <laughs> well, did. it's because we just came out of Spider-Verse, which was an amazing Spider-Man movie. It's... So we're just a, spo- just a spoil of riches. Yeah, and, and Venom, too. I mean, two Spider-Man movies last year, right? No, so let's, good. Let, let's I, not talk about I Venom. I know. I mean, we're all... <laughs> both of us both agreed that is one of the best movies of 2018 by far. You've heard uh, it here first. S- Spider-Verse, right? That's what we're talking Venom, about. Spider-verse, Venom. Venom. Right? Entirely no. Venom. <laughs> I'm canceling the podcast. Just <laughs> deleting it. Drag it all to the recycling bin on your desktop. I'm done. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe we'll see. Um, but we get our first look, kind of look at the uh, Jake Gyllenhaal Mysterio uh, from this Empire magazine uh, ad slash little. I think maybe not cover, but I think it's the insert. Uh, it's not really the real thing, but it's a drawing of it, and it looks like he might be casting some illusion magic out of his hands, maybe from the I mean, suit a little bit. I mean, this looks like a spot-on Mysterio, except for the helmet. But if you're a subscriber to the podcast, you will know we did the hard-hitting reporting of 
the silhouette of his head on a Dr. Pepper can. That's right. So <laughs> there will be some sort of dome on his head at some point in time. I don't know if it's going to be like a, a visual dome of like smoke swirling around that happens to make a circle or if he'll actually put like a fishbowl on his head. Uh, but I'm, I want to know the origin of this suit. Mm. You know, like we've seen um, the vulture suit that's kind of more like been pieced together of a flight suit and then the tech felt very Chitarian tech or or just kind of MCU or just MCU tech in general like a lot of the technology and like actual materials and engineering you see in the MCU all has kind of like this good consistent production look across it so it all feels like you're anchored in the same kind of like science-based universe but this is the first time I've seen something that's really kind of leaning away from that at least from this drawing so I'm curious like who is Jake Gyllenhaal like how was he able to like build this suit like what made him go with the cape is he just kind of weird and fantastical did he grow up in a carnival or something because we've seen that there's some sort of carnival spot sets from some set photos that we've seen so I just want to know how does like a normal functioning human being become weird enough to think like I want to wear this suit that's always something that I try to like get past in my brain when I'm watching something live action you know Mm-hmm. I still think I see I see hints of the MCU tech in here because of the purple highlights mm-hmm. and um, a little bit of the the body armor could be more like a Captain America kind of thing not the metal but like the under part but uh, I, I got to see how he does this I, I want to see some action we're overdue for this trailer by like a month Mike so maybe uh, Jake Gyllenhaal could have kidnapped uh, the Vulture's uh, tech guy that built stuff I the mean tinker, that would at least you know? yeah I mean that's like a guy you want to keep in your MCU universe because he's going to be the easiest way to explain how your villains get their tech yeah and um, it, rumor is Jake Gyllenhaal it might be a good guy to start off with so oh, okay. um, we don't we don't know there's there's a lot to this trailer like I want to see and and i'm tired of the people in brazil who got to see it like saying everything about it so can, mm. can you just put this out for us so yeah we can come see on. what's going on i think we might see something coming up here this week because these last two weeks have all just kind of been uh, bits and pieces of other holidays coming together so this week coming up when you're listening to this podcast right now this is kind of the first full like i, I would say media week of the year where we're going to get all five days not connected to any sort of holiday or anything like that so i think we're going to see some sort of trailer and something's going to drop i don't know if it's going to be spider-man but but we're going to get something. This and you week. know what? Hmm. We are less than a month away from the Super Bowl. So Ooh. we're going to get some confirmations this month of what trailers or studios are going and what aren't. True. I'm, I'm predicting a full run of Marvel at the Super Bowl. Uh, they might as well just buy it all up. <laughs> oh, I, I, I want to see uh, an in-game trailer. I want to see a Captain Marvel spot. It may not even be a full trailer. And a full Spider-Man trailer right there. That's what I want to see. Or at least spots that give us links to the trailers on YouTube. That's fine with mm-hmm. me. So, get your look at Jake Gyllenhaal there. Hopefully the trailer comes out soon. Are you familiar with the character of the Black Knight in the Marvel Universe? Well, Chris, I can say I'm slightly more familiar now because he is featured in our image for this podcast, so I had to Google the man. So, okay, so, so what did you learn about the Black Knight? Because So, it, it seems like he's gone through some incarnations. Like, he is like an OG Marvel character. Like, his first appearance, I think, was, I think in 1955, if I remember right, when I looked at his appearance. I, and that first comic book cover, it's just like, he's just, a, he's just like a knight. I didn't yeah. see any sort of fancy science fiction going on there. I don't even know if I saw a 
big Marvel logo anywhere on the front of that book. And then I also stumbled across a 2015 picture of him where it looked like he had like a Nova Corps helmet on and he's holding a lightsaber. So it seems like this guy has gone through a lot of different iterations. Yeah, so like the 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 original night was like back in the 50s. Uh, and that was Atlas Comics before it was Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, there was uh, the Marvel version that hit the Avengers in like the 60s. Um, and he's kind of, I mean, he's just like a, I don't know, like a lineage of these black knights who have this ebony blade, which is like a special sword uh-huh. that, that they fight with. So, um, I, I don't know how this is going to, which the, there's been five, four or five versions of this character in there. So like, it, it's hard to know who's going to be under, but I'm pretty sure one of them is the, um, a villain for a while. Like the second black knight was a villain with the masters mm-hmm. of evil. And then the third one was the one that's on the Avengers. I don't know. I've got some comics from the eighties. I had the black knight on the Avengers team for a very long time, but, uh, that Marvel is talking about maybe doing a black knight movie, um, with also a, a captain, maybe, maybe including him in the captain Britain film they're working on. Huh, uh, okay. And somehow the, the news report is that these characters can be introduced or will be introduced relating to the quantum realm from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now, here's an image that was first sent to me from one of our listeners, Marshall. Thank you, Marshall, for sending this. But I also saw this on a, a Twitter feed of the, where we got this. Is Here is a picture of a city in the quantum realm, Mike, yeah, that we did yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm looking at it now. Obviously, when, I, when you see a city, I don't think medieval off the top of my head. But why does a city connect to... Captain Britain or Black Knight. So Captain Britain is technically uh, one of the few characters who can work across multiple dimensions. Like there's mm-hmm. a Captain Britain across every dimension. There's a spy. I think isn't in Spider Man. Isn't there Spider Britain or something like there, that? There, there is a British Spider Man. He's got like yeah. a kind of a patterned flag kind of through the, his the Union Jack weapon. across him there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he. Um, he, he can travel through, like, dimensions and, and across, like, you know, these kind of realms like that. And um, if you're going to have a, a British hero, superhero, you need to have, I guess, the Black Knight would be a pretty good place to put him in there. He could be the villain of the movie rather than the hero yeah. uh, versus so Captain Britain. when you were kind of talking about Black Knight, when I was thinking of all these kind of, like, regal and kings and queens that would probably be attached to this type of character, I was thinking it would be kind of cool if we got a little bit of follow-up of where all of the Asgardians went. When their when their home got destroyed, I would assume that maybe they would be kind of like shipped the earth. So it would be kind of cool if maybe like the Asgardians like settled like somewhere in Europe, and then like the Black Knight kind of showed up, either like protecting them or maybe antagonizing them or something like that. Mm. Um, and Brett, Captain Britain can come too. Who cares? <laughs> well, Captain Britain, I think, is actually probably the bigger character because. Like I said, there's every universe has a Captain Britain, and one of them is Spider-Man, and so mm-hmm. they they are all part of this multiverse. So if Marvel is looking to expand its multiverse segments, Captain Britain is a good, I guess, character to bridge that a little bit. Kind of like mm-hmm. into the Spider Verse had all the Spider People do their multiverses, um, and you know I I don't know. So we might be getting a Captain Britain uh, a or a, a Black Knight film, probably one of the two. Uh, the rumor was that um, the uh, Guy Ritchie was in talks to to direct this. I think we talked about that before. Didn't Guy Ritchie made? Didn't he like make recently a, a movie that did not go very well? Oh, Robin Hood. Did, or 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 thought he made Sword in the Stone. No, he did. What, he did Robin Hood, the one that came out a couple months ago, a month or two oh, that, ago. 
That bombed. That yeah, no one went and office. saw that. And then he did the King Arth- Legend of King Arthur one. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, that one, I don't think, uh, critically, I don't think it did as bad as the other ones he's done lately. But uh, will, will he, I mean, will he continue to do so? I don't know. I don't I don't see Guy Ritchie coming into Marvel Studios, to be honest. They, they usually like to hire lesser known people. Yeah. Out, the, out the, the, one, the one thing that I, I got to figure out, I got to wrap my head around when it comes to Captain Britain is how do you explain Captain Britain to the audience? You know, uh-huh. the power set, you know, th- that's fine. There's some way you can explain his powers could have come from science or maybe he's just like magic or who knows? Maybe they make him a mutant. It doesn't really matter how he got his powers. But how do you just like explain a dude like running around with like the British flag on his chest? Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Mike, you're, you're dumb. We already got a guy running around with a flag on him, Captain America. But, like, Captain America kind of earnestly wears the suit because he's from, like, World War Two, and he wears the flag because he's, like, a Boy Scout, and that's how he is. So you can't just use that exact same origin for, like, oh. why Captain Britain looks like Captain Britain. So I'm just like, how do you, like, logically get that guy running around with, like, the Union Jack on him? So well, yeah, I don't – that's going to take some creativity. If you – if you know his story is not the same as Captain America, he wasn't like a scrawny dude who was like chemically created to become. And that's big that's dude. good. It's going to have to be different. Yeah, and his his origin has to do with like Marvel's version of Merlin and like this old historical like magical society kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which, but once he chooses, once like once the the Captain Britain of that universe is chosen, he's part of the the um, interdimensional core of protectors. Imagine Green Lantern, but for multiple dimensions Mm -hmm. but you know me i'm a stickler for costumes so i'm just like what drives a man to put a flag on his chest you gotta you gotta at least write one good line in your script that gets that into my brain and i'm okay with it and and we'll we'll definitely see how his his suit uh adapts to film as well because they changed Mm -hmm. him a little bit for that uh across the board yeah, I kept coming across when I was doing my Google searches. I, I, you know, I was coming across a lot of spandex suits where it shows off all of his muscles and the flag and everything. And then I kept coming across one that I couldn't find the origin for. I did a lot of reverse image search. It's like a 3D model, so I thought it might have come from a video game. But I did a lot of googling, and I couldn't find it. But he looks pretty cool because he's got like tactical pants on, so it's like a, an army green pants with like a belt and everything. Where I don't know, he could put grenades or whatever, and he's got boots on and everything. But then he kind of has like just like a British flag type of like shirt going on with it. So he looked pretty badass in that type of outfit. I don't know if that's fan made or if it's from a video game or where it came from or if it's from a scrap project, but that kind of looking Captain Britain I think would go really well on the screen. So if you uh, go out there and Google Captain Britain, you'll probably come across you, it. Yeah, you'll you'll see one or two of us. I think one of them where the, the cross is on his neck and like the other one where the cross is in like the middle of his chest. And I'm like, mm-hmm. one of these is better than the other, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how they, they do that. Um, but yeah, also his sister is um, Psylocke uh, as well. I don't I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, yeah. I think we talked about that briefly in the past. Who is a mutant and, uh, you know, could be making an appearance in Marvel as well coming down the road. So um, it could it could open up some X-Men stuff there as well. Um, back to the news. The Golden Globes are tonight, Mike. Uh, Black Panther, I think, was nominated for several things. And some of the actors from these movies are, are presenting awards. Uh, today and um, I'm excited for the Golden Globes. Uh, I think they're the less stuffy than the Academy Awards. At the end of the day, um, they're they're less stuffy, but they're also like less meaningless since it's just from like this uh, uh, very hand selected group of people that vote on this stuff. And I think sometimes they're picking winners, maybe not 
uh, based on what is factually the best film, but it's an award show, so you can't you can only take award shows so seriously. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, it's not going to make a movie good or bad at the end of the day. But I mean, like we always talked about, like you know, the People's Choice Awards. We don't consider much about them, but when you think about it, the people who buy the tickets are probably you know the ones making the box office numbers. It's the fans, you know, yeah. like when you see a really bad movie getting promoted and they can't pull quotes from any critics, so they just find random stuff on Twitter. Like they put like a big quote on the screen of your commercial that says like, OMFG, best movie ever. Yeah. And then like, okay, that's going to make me go see the movie. Well, no no one's doing that about like, uh, was it uh, Vice right now at all? So, I mean, we'll we'll see. We're 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 not we're not the social media influencers we think we are, Mike. As much as, much as I like to think we were, but we're but we're not. Um, I think Black Panther is one of the biggest movies up for tonight. Do you think it's gonna? You think it's gonna take home anything at all? Well, I almost think it doesn't matter what I think because it's the Golden Globes are going right now. So by no, the time no, you one, guys are listening to this, you will true. already know. So no matter what I say, there's a good chance I could sound like a fool right now. So. Yeah, well, it's in, it's in an hour still. They start at eight my time, I think. So um, I, I'm excited to to see. But Black Panther's up for best motion picture drama. Um, good luck, good luck. I'd love to see a, a superhero movie bring home something. Yeah, I, it's also going up against uh, other ones. I, is Vice a musical or a comedy movie? Is, is uh, my question because that's what cr- category it's in, and I'm like, I don't. It, yeah, that that the comedy can category is kind of where you put your movie where you don't think it would win best drama, but it's got like just enough jokes in it to where you, you might be able to call it a comedy. But yeah, no, it's a Dick Cheney film. Christian yeah. Bale plays Dick Cheney. That's not a comedy. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they're trying to take, they're taking themselves more seriously than we are, so. <laughs> anyway, those are going on tonight. We'll know if Black Panther wins big. Uh, did you get a chance to go see Once Upon a Deadpool? Uh, no, Chris. I did not. <laughs> Alright, well that's fine because it's going to be on digital... And physical in like a week, uh, January 15th. And every dollar from the buy, rent, physical, or digital will go to Fudge Cancer. So they're keeping up their donation promises from the, the screenings. So um, at the end of the day, so we won't have to go to the theaters to see the extra footage, Mike. We can just rent it and get it over with and see all those thank, extra Thank scenes. goodness. I just want to go see Spider-Verse again and again. Yeah, yeah you can. You can go see it. No one's going to stop you. Go right ahead. Good. But that also brings us up to the middle of the show here where I'm going to go over the 2018 superhero movie wrap-up where I put down mm-hmm. all the superhero movies of this past year. Mm-hmm. I, Ant-Man, and these are in alphabetical order, not in release order or any other specific order. So Ant-Man and the Wasp, Aquaman, Avengers, Infinity War, Black Panther, Deadpool 2, Incredibles 2, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, and Venom. Ooh. Of these movies, because it does not feel like Black Panther was this year at all. Like It feels like it was much longer ago. Um, what, what, what movies, if you, if you pick one or two as your, as your, the best ones you thought you saw some standouts. So I think if infinity war clearly wasn't just a part one, I think I would kind of put it above everything else because it was just such a, an amazing moment. I love, I love it when I can physically remember what it felt like watching the movie and I can remember like when Thanos snapped his fingers and everything turned white and I looked around the theater and I could literally see everybody because there's this giant flashlight um, just going over the whole crowd in the theater. That's like that's an amazing moment. I love remembering that stuff. But we're still left on that cliffhanger. So I think I can still pretty easily put Spider-Verse as my favorite movie of the year uh, over Infinity War. But 
that's not knocking Infinity War down. Like that's going to be a two parter. That's something that you that you watch on your home theater system, and then you queue up Endgame like literally right afterwards. You know, you go fill up your soda, pop some more popcorn. Um, uh, I mean, there's honestly some forgettable ones in here. Like oh. I don't really think about Ant Man and the Wasp at all. Uh, I mean, we talk about well, the quantum we, realm a lot as well, things, but that's we, not. We really haven't gotten to the bottom of the barrel yet, so. To me, I'm I'm gonna go the other way. I think Infinity War is the best movie of this year because I can't believe they pulled it off. Mm-hmm. How do you pull off ten years of movies in one movie? Like how how do you make that work in this day and age? Because you no, hire the Russo brothers. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, DC couldn't pull off three years of movies in one movie. Like they did 10, 18 movies. Uh, it's just a miracle. That that thing mm-hmm. happened and wasn't a train wreck at the end of the day, and it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't, I don't think the end's still a cliffhanger as much as you do. I think, I think we we, we dif- differ on that part because even if they didn't have another one and this was just the MCU going forward, I would still watch every movie uh, going forward. But we we know we we personally know that there's another movie coming. Um, Spider Verse is probably pretty. Spider Verse and. Teen Titans Go to the movies probably surprised me the most. This oh, year. yeah. I was about to say Teen Titans Go is the biggest surprise of the year. I think when this movie was announced, I I, I was rolling my eyes. I was just like, who's going to go watch this? <laughs> but it's so intelligently written. It's great. The songs in it are addictive. Uh, yeah, that movie was stellar. I would love to get something more along the lines of that in the future. Like, And they don't, they don't cost that much for them to make, so I, I just hope it made enough money for them to possibly like kick out another... Well, if not, that shows merchandising is through the roof compared to any anything else in this list. They had some pretty sweet toys when I was at Target. Yeah. They are like nice modeled figures, which is not something you get a lot. Yeah. I, and I think between that, like, again, you and I both agree in Spider-Verse, uh, well, here's the good thing. You don't need the monitor uh, is one of the best scenes in that movie by far. <laughs> and Teen Titans yeah. Go has where he runs over the bear. And they're like, I think his dad's a cop. And they drive off. Oh, my off. God. I totally forget. That, that was that was amazing. I couldn't believe something like that would make it into uh, like a kid's movie like that. That was Yeah. So I, I think animation definitely stole the show this year in terms of like things like we didn't expect to actually be good and then still mm-hmm. hit us with scenes we didn't think would like, that were really really funny. Yeah. And, and kind I of mean, stick with me. I was I was shocked to see the financial swell success that was behind Black Panther. Uh, That was amazing to see a movie like that do so well domestically box office wise. You You know, know, these big franchise movies, you kind of expect them to reap all their rewards overseas. And people just kept going to that movie. It did better domestically than Infinity War did. Yeah, that's the number one movie this year. That's saying something. Uh, And that's it. I I'm kind of disappointed in Incredibles two. Um, You know what? Me too. Me too. Not being what it could have been. I mean, it's not bad by any means, but I'm like I don't have any desire to go back and rewatch it. Yeah, you would just kind of hope something that we waited so long for would have just kind of you know been a little different. I do still enjoy the Jack Jack with the raccoon in the backyard scene. Oh yeah, that's the best scene. Probably the best scene by far. But overall, meh. Uh, just kind of going through this Deadpool two. I. I I still don't know where that ranks compared to it. Once Upon a Deadpool's kind of changed my mentality on Deadpool two as a whole, mm-hmm. so I just need to. I still need to see the super duper cut and and this one. So overall, and then at, at the bottom of the barrel, um, 
you know, like like we said, Venom's of all these Venom's probably right right down there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've been catching uh, some people talking about Venom online since it's been out for a while. Uh, you know, people seem to be really apologetic for this movie. You're just like. They're like, oh, you know, it was a little different. You know, it's not quite the same as these other movies. Uh, you know, I had some fun times in it. Tom Hardy was really weird. But people seem to be glossing over a lot of just the the basic mistakes that it made as a film. And I think over time, now that I've sat with this for a while, I, I think I like it even less now. I think if you go back to the spoiler cast when we talked about it, you know, I might have had some more positive things to say. But it's not aging well in my mind. Like, I don't really want to watch it again. I'm not. I'm not really well, psyched for the sequel that they're making. So I think it's easy for me to put Venom at the very bottom. I think it's one of those things where it feels like a 2005 movie made in 2018. So uh, 2000 and late. Yeah, very much so. Um, overall, I mean, uh, it, it did have some good action scenes, but it, it is easily like if I was to give anyone this list of movies, I'd be like, you can do that one last, mm-hmm. and, and it won't matter too much. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp, I, I I think is was actually in the the moment it is in is pretty good um, because we needed that levity after Infinity War. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll differ a little bit on that one. If it wasn't for the post credit scene, which kind of dovetails it into Infinity War, I forgot that movie pretty much entirely. Uh, I mean, there's there's funny stuff in it. I love Paul Rudd. I'll watch him in pretty much anything that he's in. He popped up. He made like a little weird like in real life cameo for this comedy special that's on Netflix called Bumping Mics. Uh, it's only three episodes. It's actually really funny. There's like some celebrities out in the crowd, and the comedians like David Tell go out there and like chat with them. And Paul Rudd's in the crowd, like just randomly like drinking tequila, and I think he's pretty drunk. But it's really funny, and like Paul Rudd's just infectious. So I'll watch him in anything that he's in. But yeah, Ant Man and the Lost just did not hook me, unfortunately. I, I mean, I don't think it's a hook. I mean, Ant Man and the Lost is for a, a different crowd when you compare it to the rest of the, like. I couldn't imagine taking anyone 10 or under to Infinity War and being like, yeah, you're going to have fun because that movie's not fun by any means. <laughs> listen here, li- listen here, kid. This movie's not about fun. You're going to go watch it. You're going to be scared of Thanos. He's going to be your boogeyman yeah. growing up. What? You got to go see this movie. You're not going to understand the memes that are on the internet. What? You're going to you're going to watch all your heroes suffer pretty much <laughs> for a long time. Just so, getting you ready for life, kid. <laughs> yeah. Ant-Man of the Lost was that levity. The, the stakes weren't as high and it was just uh, essentially uh, a romp around San Francisco from some goofy bad guys. And I was like, yeah, I can deal with this. Mm-hmm. So um, to me, that's not too bad. Uh, but other than and Aquaman surprise, surprise, surpassed my expectations at the end of the year because we've been ripping on Aquaman for how long? How old are we now? Uh, <laughs> 30, <been> <laughs> 30 plus years. Uh, so um, yeah, he's, he's, he's still your man. You're his man. Remember? My man. My man. So... Uh, overall, 2018, pretty okay year, I guess. Um, had some high highs. The lows weren't nearly as low as Fantastic Four uh, and some other movies we've had before. So that's I think, true. I think that's our, true. I think the average is going up every year. Yeah. Well, we're just lucky that Holmes and Watson wasn't a superhero movie yeah. because then the low would have been through the floor into the basement into the bedrock. So did you watch it? No, but I the I bet, stuff I bet, that I read I about bet that you'd film, love it. You'd be like, oh man, the critics no, are all no, wrong. The, this is my favorite movie thing, ever. Um, I've never seen a movie so bashed that hard. So, whew, all right, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We watched Fantastic Four again just to bring that up. 
upcoming, the first half of this year is what I'm just going to talk about. Movies we want to see. Mike, you can tell me yes, no, maybe. You don't have to give me any details. Are you going to go watch Split this month? Um, or not Split, Glass. It's Glass. Split was the last one. Uh, I want to see it. Not sure if I'll catch it in theaters, but it is at M. Night Shyamalan, so I am worried about spoilers. I might go see it. Okay. I'm going to go see it. Actually, uh, one of uh, my wife's, uh, her coworkers and her husband want to go watch it with us. So we're going to cool. we're gonna go check that out. Uh, Hellboy is actually in April. Alita Battle Angel? Gotta see it. It's supposed to be, Chris, the best movie of the year, right? That's, that's true. We've been told it is the best movie of the year. By a very, very special and cherished YouTube commenter. Exactly. What about Hellboy? Are you Have you changed your, your, your tune on Hellboy since you, you heard stuff? I or almost want to go see Hellboy out of spite of everybody that's saying they don't want to see it. Like, for some reason, everyone's like, oh, this looks darker. Ron Perlman's the only Hellboy for me. It's just like, well, guess what? Ron Perlman is an old man. Like, uh, yeah, good for him if he wants to put the makeup back on, but he's old. Uh-huh. Like, uh, nothing's wrong with David Harbour. People are freaking out because he's got a little bit of a bigger chin prosthetic on. I don't, I'm all on board for this he looks, Hellboy movie. He looks more like the comic book version now than Ron Perlman ever did. So. Yeah. I mean, the trailer, I mean, I was gone when you guys talked about the trailer on the show. Uh, It kind of had a weird tone to the trailer to kind of kick off the series with a comedy uh, kind of vibe to it. But I'm, yep, end of the day, I'm seeing Hellboy. All right. Lego Movie 2. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably see it. The first one was good. I love Lord Miller, so I'll follow up. This one doesn't have me nearly as hooked as uh, the other, like Lego Batman did. Uh, or the first Lego movie, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this one, Mike. For once, even if we got double Chris Pratt in it playing <laughs> Rex Dangerman, and yeah, that's true. The other one, Captain Marvel. Yeah, yep, that's yeah. We got I got I just got to see that to even show my face around this town. It's true. What about Shazam? <laughs> Yeah, it looks fun. We should be getting a, a new trailer for that soon. I don't know if we have that in the... I, yep, we do have that in the show notes. <laughs> yep, all right, I'm ahead of you. I'm ahead of you. Shazam's coming up. Uh, th- that's our uh, first DC movie of the year, um, Shazam. Actually, I'm surprised there wasn't any allusion to it in Aquaman at all. So Yeah. Also, fun fact about Shazam, this will be the first non-Zack and Deborah Snyder uh, movie. They have had no effect on this movie whatsoever. So we will see... Think- you praise the gods. We will see what Old their post uh, movie movie <laughs> life is for that. Yeah, Avengers Endgame. Uh, yeah, I mean, do I feign sarcasm here or not? Or? Yeah. <laughs> we'll all know. What about the Godzilla? The Godzilla movie coming out. Uh, you know what? I saw that most recent trailer. Um, I think in a theater because I was just kind of avoiding it. Um, so I saw the most recent trailer. I was like, wow, this actually looks really cool. So much so when I had a few days off uh, a couple weeks ago, I was trying to find Godzilla and Kong Skull Island streaming. They're not streaming anymore, and I wanted to watch them. So, I, yeah, I actually kind of do want to dive into this Godzilla monster universe. Okay, yeah, I, I think to me um, – the end shot of that newest trailer where Godzilla grabs uh, King Ghidorah's heads and like they're mm-hmm. charging at each other across the, the city was probably one of the coolest shots I've seen in the Godzilla movie in a long time. So mm-hmm. can't wait to check that out. What about live action Aladdin? You think you think Will Smith is blue enough for you? Dabba <laughs> da? I don't know. I mean, I, I just thought about this now. I don't I think the only live action Disney movie I have seen 
is Beauty and the Beast, and I I didn't really like it that much. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to see uh, Christopher Robin because the the animals looked so cute, but. Um, you know, I'll get the Disney think, streaming app next year and I'll check it out there. But I don't know if I'm going to be driven to the theater to watch Aladdin by any outside forces. Basically, somebody's going to have to push me to go see it in theaters. I don't think I'll go of my own volition. But if I'm forced to go, I, I won't be too mad. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's a, this the. I think that's the second one. Dumbo, Aladdin, and... Uh, I have I have zero desire yeah. to see the Dumbo. No, movie. I'm not going to watch Dumbo. What's the <laughs> other? There's a third Disney live action movie coming out this year. Oh, Lion King. The so um, mm-hmm. the, that's going to be Disney's bread and butter. Frozen Two's in the winter, and I think that's going to be the one of the biggest box office things ever. And lastly, Detective Pikachu. A live oh, action. I'm on board. That's going to be so weird. I can't wait. Yeah, this is one of those movies, just like Spider Verse, where you're like, you hear about it, you're like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Why would they do this? And then you see the trailer, like, oh, never mind. They. Ooh, I, I can't wait until we get the Sonic trailer. I want to see how weird that is. I want to see those beefy legs on the big screen, buddy. The did I tell you the the one the 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 poster on the Golden Gate Bridge is real? That's in my movie theater. Like that's, oh, that's hell a stadium yeah. in a movie theater. So hell yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, thanks to uh, listener Forrest for pointing out a picture of that when he put it up. He works there, so anyway, so 2019 first half looks like it's got some pretty good movies lined up for us, Mike. It looks like uh, I don't know if we'll be doing we won't be doing reviews on all these, but I mean, uh, I mean at least one, two, three, four, five, five of these are comic book movies we'll be watching. So uh, looking forward to that. Definitely gonna check those out. The Mandalorian is a TV show coming up on the Disney streaming service from Star Wars because they own Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And John Favreau has gone online to confirm that the Star Wars bounty hunter IG-88 will appear. And if you don't know who <laughs> IG-88 is, he's the robot pencil looking dude. Uh, yeah, he looks like a weird like steampunk tea kettle that would literally haunt your nightmares. I would be terrified if this dude just like showed up in my doorframe in the middle of the night because I'm sure he's got like glowing red eyes or something like that. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's very articulate. It doesn't seem like he's going to have like a lot of fluid motion to him. So maybe he's just going to be like uh, uh, clamoring around like a like a he, weird broken down monster. He, he actually is probably one of the most agile robots I've seen. Um, you can watch some. I think he might be in some of the star wars clone wars episodes. how did i know how did i know you're gonna say clone wars just then yeah because because that's about the only thing we've got um ig also is one he transmitted like his, so in his conscience he's like a murderous robot right <laughs> okay like he like that's what makes him a bounty hunter he's like a murderous robot and he has like four copies of himself um oh, that, that he can control and, and have him do what he wants then he's also has a droid factory that he hijacked from the clone wars era and no. has been building droids to kill all the humans or, or living things in the in the galaxy. <laughs> That's pretty background. freaking rad, though. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so uh, I've got to say, so this is interesting. So do you know what Star Tours are? Uh, the, I know the ride at Disneyland. That's exactly what it is. So and my first Star Tours ride at Disney, we did two. I got to go through. Um, the first one was, uh, I believe, The Force Awakens uh, when mm-hmm. you're on uh, Jakku. And then the second segment was actually the uh, glass or the the salt planet from the Last Jedi, like that big battle oh, at the end. Oh, okay. So they've updated it to include all the newest movies. Um, but at the end, you're taking your spy on your ship or whatever, and you land at the planet that Star um, Star Wars Land is supposed to be taking place. Oh, on. that's cool. And right in front of me is IG eighty eight, and oh. and I'm looking, and I'm like. 
why is IG-88 here? Like, is there <laughs> a third section to this? Are we, like, he's, is the bounty hunter going to chase us? Or, he's coming or, back. He's getting his own original series, Chris. Well, the IG-88 streaming service. Well, I think the Star Wars land is going to be the same place that the Mandalorian is set in. So they oh. can be the same thing and set up, like, cross-market off each other. Look it up, Disney, planning ahead. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. And uh, and I, it didn't click until I saw this later. I'm like, John Favreau says IG-88. Why would I just see IG-88 on this new place where this new ride's supposed to take place? Uh, so that was really, really cool to see that. And uh, to, to and, and kind of putting them together, I'm like, wow. They Chris may with actually the hot scoop coming yeah. out of nowhere. And that All was right, my first cool. ride. The second ride, I got to go to Hoth and then... Um, uh, oh, and then I went back to Naboo at the end of that one. So Yeah, I think I've done the Naboo one where the segment, doesn't it go through the Gungan City at one point in time? Yeah, you go through the, the core, like always a bigger and fish. I've done one other one. I don't remember where exactly. I've, I've ridden Star Tours, I think, three times now, and I think I've gotten a repeat. So unfortunately, I think I got the Gungan City twice. Well, so there's so, two segments, and they, they're always randomized. The first segment is one place, and the second segment's. Oh, I didn't. I didn't different. know they're. Yeah, I didn't know they're randomized. I think like the usually one portion is like a space dogfight. I think. Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't have any of space. Oh, ones. I, I've had space dogfights before, so maybe that is one possible scenario. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, because uh, again, like I said, uh, mine were the newest two movies, and I went from Hoth and then straight from Hoth to Naboo, which was, you know, original ones. So, mm-hmm. um, let me see here. The ride, uh, th- four out of 13 different segments right now. So four opening segments, four primary and six, uh, and four ending ones. So 384 different combinations on star tours in case you didn't know that people. So, mm. so uh, anyway, uh, so that was really cool. The rogue one prequel will also be on Disney streaming service, Disney plus, and that might be filming later this year. This is a prequel of a prequel, but it's still a sequel to the prequels. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, isn't that like an oxymoron, the Rogue One prequel? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I like K2SO. Yeah. I mean, is that uh, once we get confirmation that Alan Tudyk's coming back, I might have a little bit more fun. I guess the only thing that makes me um, less worried about this is it's going to be on a streaming service, so like there's no investment that I have to give to it, really. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like get in my car, pre-purchase tickets, get there on a Thursday night to weed out all the like the, the kids that are going to annoy me on like any normal weekend nights. So I don't know. If I can just watch it from the comfort of my couch, maybe I, I don't care too much about it. But I, is there really anybody out there really clamoring for more Cassie and Andor? No. I, I just think <laughs> the actor didn't have any other job. So like, hey, can and, you make me a show? And plus, you know he's going to die. You yeah. know he's going to die, and so any sort of life-threatening scenario you put him in or life-threatening scenario you put K2SO in, you know they ain't dead. I mean, yep. I suppose he could get like a copy of K2SO like off a hard drive maybe, but yeah, that's the that's the prequelitis in me. Yeah, pretty much. That's why I was asked. That's why I'm like, "Oh, it's a prequel of a prequel, but still a sequel." Mm-hmm. To the prequel, I, it's not it's, who's asking for the, who's asking for this show, Mike. We asked that so many <laughs> times on our on our shows. Who's asking for this? Nobody. That's for sure. So I hear you really like Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Like, I know you like this movie so much, and and uh, everybody seems to know that you enjoy that movie a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, before you even <laughs> jump into this, let's give a shout out to my brother who gave me the most hilarious uh, 
a Christmas gift this year where me and my brother often talk very frequently and in-depth about movies. That's a, a very bonding point for our relationship. So, of course, we've been watching Star Wars movies growing up as kids all the time. We binge those classic Star Wars films so many times as kids just sitting on the living room floor in front of like the standard two TV. So we've bonded over Star Wars our entire lives. So when uh, The Last Jedi came out, you know, I, I made it known to my brother that I liked The Force Awakens a lot better than The Last Jedi. So, of course, when this Christmas comes around, he gets me a whole series of gifts all themed around my unfavorite movie, The Last Jedi. So I got, like, a cross-section art book for The Last Jedi. I got the art book for the film, The Last Jedi. I got, um, what's the casino planet called again? A, a Canto Bite. Uh, I got a Canto Bite t-shirt that he had to go on a specific website to get deep cut references for Canto Bite on a t-shirt. Oh man, what I got um I actually got this really cool little chibi ray posable figure which I didn't really care whether it was part of the last Jedi or not. She's just kind of cool. She comes with like a little standee, got like a gigantic head. So that's kind of like this cute little kind of almost posable pop vinyl and almost what it looks like cuz the head's like so gigantic on it. So uh shout out to a hilarious gift because everything was individually wrapped. So I just kept unwrapping last Jedi stuff and my parents were not understanding why I was laughing so much cuz they didn't understand like the nuances of this gift. So Shout out to uh, my one and only older brother who trolls me with my Christmas present. So that's it's pretty good. I, I enjoy that. <laughs> um, so Star Wars Nine, we still don't have a title. It's coming out this year. Maybe a trailer for the Super Bowl. Or, yep, I I would think so. Or Star Wars Celebration, which is in March. Uh, or, I or specifically April. I specifically remember a Force Awakens trailer during a Super Bowl because I think that was the first time we got the the um, the X wings low flying across the water. Wasn't that to, the Chewy were home trailer? Uh yes, yeah, it was. Because okay. mm-hmm. that was like the button of that trailer. Yeah. Uh, so I believe you. Yeah, I think we will get a trailer. There. Yep, and we we'll get a title probably as well, or they'll just say Star Wars later this year. Um, and mm. the movie internally will take place one year after the Last Jedi because the Last Jedi, not yeah, the Last Jedi essentially picked up exactly where the old movie left off. Like there was no time mm. in between, so giving it a little space to breathe is is probably better overall. Mm. Um, Ray's got all those Jedi texts now, so I'm sure she's going to be pouring through them, learning a bunch of stuff. Uh, we'll see what happens. Should we read them? That's for sure. So later this year, December, uh, Star Wars Episode Nine, Aquaman. Right now is a, now the first highest DC movie. Uh, this is updated since I last typed this in. Uh, <laughs> it is now the biggest grossing um, movie uh, of, for for DC overall. Um, and uh, I think it even passed it passed Wonder Woman. Of course, I think Justice League or Batman, Batman v Superman, I think, was ahead of it. And that was the one it had to pass. So yeah. um, is that really surprise you? No, because China loves fish people (laughs) i don't mean to stereotype an entire continent or country or whatever you want to call it uh but they have like blockbuster original chinese films that focus around like mermaids so i think they're all on board going undersea and watching uh, aquaman and the fish people if you will so um I guess make I don't know they I guess they like seafood over there I don't know if that I'm probably being very insensitive to an entire ancient culture that's been around forever over there but How dare uh, you? I know they I know they like their mermaid movies so why wouldn't they like our merman movie Yeah so it's almost it's at 887 million worldwide um mm. Batman v Superman 873 million 
and uh, it's also past uh, all of the um, Christopher Nolan movies as well. So uh, that are not in the DC uh, worlds of DC movies, but it's uh, there. Um, but it won't top. I think domestically, it won't beat Wonder Woman or Batman v Superman. I just think it's an overall uh, global number. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Aquaman, good job, Jason Momoa, and 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 your Aquaman, and making uh, not one of the worst DC movies ever. So congr- yeah, thank you, thank you very much for that. Yep, uh, my, my notes are right here, and we talked about Shazam earlier. We're ready for a Shazam trailer, aren't you? you uh, yeah, uh, got to see a little bit more. Uh, I think I've heard rumors that this trailer will be showing off some extra stuff, which is a, a pointless report because, of course, a new trailer is going to show off more stuff. Thank you. I appreciate your acknowledgement of, of, <laughs> of the uh, obvious. Also, in other news, water wet. Um, <laughs> the second trailer is rumored to debut January 19th. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this date in particular, uh, but the first trailer was actually during San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. 2018. So we've gone almost six months without anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, except the one trailer. So hopefully the first trailer didn't fool us into thinking that this movie was going to be good. And the second one's just going to be really stupid and we can get a good movie out of this, but I've not heard bad things yet. So, um, there's a leaked description for this trailer. I didn't read it, but it does sound like you said, we're going to get all new footage, yeah. all new stuff. So Zachary Levi also has popped up in the most recent season of the marvelous Miss Maisel show, which is a Amazon original, which is, I know something might not cross a lot of paths with uh, people that maybe like superhero stuff, but me and my wife watched it. And Zachary Levi was a, a character throughout this most recent season. And it was nice seeing him on screen again. He's like, he's a really, uh, um, infectious actor. He has a very nice presence. He has a kind of like this comedic edge to him, which I think is going to be great for Shazam. Yeah, uh, wasn't he? Is he in the Dark World and Ragnarok, or just Ragnarok? Do you know which one? I, I, ha- I didn't even know he Zachary Levi was in those movies. What yeah. was he in he's, Thor? He's one of the uh, the three dudes: um, Fandral, Volstag, and. Oh, well, yeah, he, I mean, he's, were... fa- he's Fandral in the Dark World and Ragnarok. Well, I mean, they kind of killed those guys off pretty well, quickly. Well, I, I mean, so I know, but, I he was in, but I mean, he was in the second one. And he was in not just one movie, but both movies. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I didn't know that. So, yeah, so he's going on from being killed off in Ragnarok to playing Shazam in, in the newest movie. So, yep, that's coming up uh, latest month. Batman, that Batman movie that we may eventually get. I don't know about this. Uh, the script is rumored to be completed, and they are shooting for an October film date. This wow. Movie. I, I guess will we start assuming that it's not Ben Affleck, right? I mean, I don't know what that guy's up to. Isn't he in rehab right now? Oh, they tried to make him go to rehab, but he said no, no, Let, no. Let's, let's try Google live right now. Is <laughs> Ben Affleck in Batman. rehab? Oh. Uh, ben Affleck credits other addicts for showing him he's not alone. Okay, that was back in October. I did not get a clear answer. Uh, ben Affleck breaks silence on rehab. I'm fighting for myself. Okay, it seems like he's still got a lot of stuff going on, and that was just in October. So let's just assume we're probably getting a new Batman. Well, I think I think uh, our our thoughts are new Batman, new Superman overall. So, mm-hmm. but DC's been very quiet on it. We're gonna have to see. Um, I, I think this will be a San Diego... No, they're not going to San Diego this year, are they? DC Isn't DC skipping San Diego this year? Don't ask me. I don't remember. I just get the badges and I show up. Uh, I, I eat the overpriced soft pretzels 
at the stands. I try to hunt down uh, Coke products because for some reason the the San Diego Convention Center only has Pepsi. So I just uh, show up. I look for very fun and expensive toys on the show floor. And I don't go in Hall H anyway. So if they're there or not, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, no, no. DC and Warner Brothers to share a booth at San Diego Comic-Con. So we could be looking at an announcement come Comic-Con. Uh, about Batman and Superman, the the future of them and who who they're going to be playing. Yeah. So there's that. Have you subscribed to the DC Universe yet? I'm going to have to uh, just because uh, Young Justice is now dropping. And as you informed me, it's uh, three uh, it's three a week. And Superfan Jim just informed me in general that it was out. So I had lots of people knowing how much I love these animated DC shows, like coming at me from all angles, like, hey, you watching Young Justice yet? I got to get on board with this because I know we got a lot of um, pressure out there of people wanting us to watch Titans as well, uh-huh. and I want to give that a shot. So I feel like our 2019 resolution is to uh, give the the DC Universe app its day in court, in Superhero Slate Court. We got we to gotta see if it's for us or not. I've seen, I've seen more episodes on this than you have. I just want to put that out there. I've seen some Titans episodes. So. All right. Good, good for you. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. I will. But, but the <laughs> best part about this for you is if you wait until the end of January, all the Titan or the Young Justice episodes will be out because oh really well they're split into two remember like you'll only have to watch like if they're doing three a week and there's four weeks all like 12 or 13 will be out this month oh well you know what i'm doing i'm just gonna wait till they're all out and i'll just binge them so okay so november when mike gets to it we'll we'll talk about these (laughs) um but there's a sizzle reel for all these shows and just in case you didn't know um all the original shows on dc universe coming out are titans young justice outsiders doom patrol which will be in february Swamp Thing, Stargirl, and Harley Quinn, the animated yeah. show. So, Quick, quick anecdote. I went to our local library uh, near our apartment for the first time the other week, and I came across their uh, really actually robust graphic novel section, and they also had a pretty big uh, manga section too, which was cool. Uh, and I was flipping through a, a Doom Patrol like kind of compendium, and I came across some crazy splash pages for <laughs> Robot Man. I didn't know how crazy Robot Man got. Like he was putting on like crazy spider legs and stuff, man. So I don't know if it's going to get that crazy in the Doom Patrol show, but it seems like at least even in the comics they focus pretty heavily on that robot guy. So good, good job, Brendan Fraser, for locking uh, that voice down. Yeah, I, I watched uh, the Scorpion King or not Scorpion King, the Mummy was on TV the other day with commercials and I was watching it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Batwoman from the crossover Elseworlds has officially got a pilot ordered at the CW. Good job. Um, I think one of the veterans who, ha- who has p- directed a bunch of flash and arrow episodes is doing the pilot. So mm-hmm. they're bringing in some other older staff. So it looks like Greg Berlanti may be trying to pick up another show on under his belt this year. So. I wouldn't be surprised. He's got uh, contractual bonuses built into his contract, so every time he adds a new show, I think he un- he unlocks more money. It's like a, an achievement trophy. Like we're at a level just trying to unlock achievements in our video games, and he's like unlocking like millions of dollars whenever he greenlights another show. So I mean, the biggest downside to Elseworlds this season, 
it, it was a fun crossover, but we really didn't get a whole lot of Batwoman. I thought a lot more of it was going to focus around her. Mm-hmm. And I thought she, she did a pretty good job bringing that to life. <laughs> it was a really funny moment, though. They're going to have to figure out how to properly set dress Gotham, though, uh-huh. because we only really got to see Gotham from inside of a building and on top of a building. So really, I only got to see the exterior of Gotham when they're on a roof, which, you know, happens a lot when you're a bat person, you're on roofs. But it's just like I could just see the person going, OK, OK, OK. How do we make this roof look like Gotham? OK, I got it. Gargoyles. OK, where are gargoyles usually on a building? Oh, they're attached to the side of the building. OK, we can't do that. Just throw gargoyles anywhere you can put them. It's actually pretty hilarious if you see the scene. There's like eight gargoyles in the bathroom and none of them are actually attached to the building. They're just kind of like sitting on the corner. There almost looks like potted planters of gargoyles just around. So they're going to have to do a little better than that to make me well, believe that Vancouver is Gotham. But gargoyles, that's how well, you make something look like Gotham. I know for a fact the Gotham TV show would not let them use the bat signal this year. So and, Oh, okay. So and, and that show's ending. So if that show ends, I think a lot of the Gotham stuff will be back into Batwoman's court. Mm. For they that. can just buy all of their uh all of their production materials. Just ship it to I, us. We'll make it. I wouldn't I wouldn't buy their stuff. Not <laughs> And lastly, Stranger Things, uh we get a, a release date for this Mike, July 4th for season 3, finally. Uh, we're out of the the Halloween season. They're not doing Halloween again. They're going Fourth of July. So it's gonna be summer and uh, yeah. we kind of predicted Indiana, that. So. We kind of predicted that too a couple weeks ago on the show. They released the the titles of all of the episodes, and one of them was like uh, something to do with the lifeguard or something like that. Yeah. So we were kind of thinking, oh, maybe this will take place during the summer. I actually got to find out the release date for this um, this season with everybody else on New Year's Eve. Because if you were watching any of the broadcasts of Times Square, they had a bunch of placements on those electronic billboards. And we were just like casually watching it, wait, watching the ball drop. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm seeing a Stranger Things poster in the background. I was like, is that a date? I was like, everybody shut up. I don't need I don't need my ears to see this, but I need to concentrate. And I was like, oh crap, that says July. Okay, Stranger Things comes out in July. So that was kind of fun to learn a release date, not on the podcast, but out in the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, they, uh, they're, they're hyping it up six months in advance but i mean uh when that's one of your biggest shows and it went on for there'll be like 18 months in between seasons so Mm -hmm. it uh, better be good you got plenty of time (laughs) yeah they've had some time to make it and i think uh after that i think maybe one or two more seasons they said so um okay when does game of when does game of thrones come back april Okay, so this will be wrapping up, and then um, we'll probably be launching into Stranger Things. Those are two big heavy hitters for this. Going to be a lot of TV competition out there. This yeah, year. Uh, I, I don't know when Westworld's returning this year or American Gods either. Um, those are some shows I like to watch. Uh, but, I mean, it's all going to happen. Everything big's happening between March and July, it sounds like. So uh, buckle up, buckaroos. You're in for a 2019. So, <laughs> listen to Cowboy Chris, everybody. I know, meowdy. Yeehaw! That's what my cats say. We're all Western over here. Mm, okay. Anyway, Mike, that's our show. A little longer this week. We had two weeks to cover here. Uh, it was good being back in the saddle to keep up with the Western oh, theme. Chris. <laughs> but, you know, it was the first podcast of the year. We can't hold anything back. We have to go full force. And, uh, Mike, if people want to know what you're up to, what you've been doing, where can they find you at in the meantime? 
Well, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mike Royer Design, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to follow you, see what you're up to out there in the world. Brand new year, hashtag new year, new me. Where can they find you, Chris? Oh, it's new year, same me. Don't you worry, I ain't changing a whole lot. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, uh, over to Instagram, Valdan87. You can also find me on Comic UI, and all my old Filmside Chat episodes are now on Spotify and iTunes as well. So you can go listen to those as I find my buddy Patrick, and we're going to record something sooner than later. I'll find him. Nice. Don't you worry. Good for you. And if people want to start their New Year's resolution off by listening to more of us, new, old, whatever they want to do, where can they find us at? As always, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host the show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see that uh, link to the Instagram of IG88 or if you want to see that sketch of Mysterio, uh, just head on over to our show notes at SuperheroSlate.com. We got all those links in the show so you don't have to run those down yourself. Um, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, soon. We're going to be on Spotify, everybody. So new year, new us. Uh, Chris is putting in a lot of hard work on the back end of the site, all the technical stuff. So if you see any weird bumps in your subscriptions, Mm -hmm. just let us know. But we are doing everything that we can to make it literally the exact same experience. You're not going to have to resubscribe. You're not going to have to do anything. But you're just going to have more options. If you want to listen on Spotify, uh, we'll, we'll be there hopefully sooner rather than later. But you can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Um, We love hearing from you. We love uh, getting your ideas and opinions and your predictions for 2019. If you also think Alita very well (laughs) might be the best movie of the year, please chime in. I got to know. It makes me more hyped to go see the movie. Um, uh, We love getting the reviews from you guys. So if you hop on over to iTunes, drop us a review. We'd love that. Um, But also... Your news, everybody's New Year's resolution this year should be to become a Superhero Slate superfan. And if you want to be a Superhero Slate superfan, all you got to do, share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. That's right. Every week this year, hopefully. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. That's going to be our intro, that weird just undulating water noise and then just me being grossed out.